The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Before that, of course, you cannot have missed the news pertaining to RTE today, and there is a lot of it. Flip flops making. Um, a lot of running, to coin a phrase. The reason flip-flops are uh, getting mentioned a lot, if you've missed it, just to bring you up to speed, RT has published its expenses for the last number of years and among the expenses are €4,956.73 on 200 units of flip-flops for summer party for agencies and clients. Now, a lot of people have been doing the relative maths on flip-flops and if you go into a current high street retailer and you want to buy their cheapest flip-flop, I'm not saying it's an excellent quality flip-flop, but it is available for purchase at the sum total of €1.30. I'm not going to name the retailer. You can figure it out for yourself, hon. So if you go in there and you buy them at €1.30 per flip-flop, you would be able to buy not 200 flip-flops for the bargain price of €4,956.73. You'd actually be able to buy 3800 12 flip-flops. Now, when you figure out that there are 1,866 people in RTE, that means that everybody in RTE could have two pairs of flip-flops for the price that was paid for one agency event. Now, Whenever you publish an expenses list of a large organisation, you're always going to get slightly bizarre eddies in the main current. But some of the main current is also interesting. Lots more has emerged than that today. We'll come back to the expenses in a minute because one of the things that has emerged has been a significant change in political tone because yesterday on the programme we were speaking to the media minister, Catherine Martin, TD. And she was, I think it is fair to say, collegial and relatively affiliative in how she spoke about the board. She expressed disappointment that she had not been told that the chair had requested the resignation of the Director General until long after that had happened. They had met, the resignation had already been requested. Shuni Rahalik didn't tell the Minister this, but the Minister went on to say that she had accepted her apology over this and believed that there was an understanding of the required transparency. And she went on then to talk about what was going to happen to the executives who were either complicit in creating the side deal or who were aware of it. And she said that she was going to meet with the Director General, the incoming Director General, Kevin Backhurst, and the chair on Friday to discuss this matter. And it all seemed relatively calm and in control. Here's a a little snippet from yesterday. Um, well, I suppose that was an action that, was, that wasn't completed and I, I do believe, in, in fairness to the Chair and the Board, they have acted swiftly uh, in, in relation to this. I, I am speaking regularly to her and I know she's determined to address the, the corporate governance failings here and, and I respect the, the, that there was the but, but the bit that I don't understand, Minister, is rights. how does it impinge on anybody's individual rights to inform the Minister that a resignation has been requested? That is a, simply a statement of fact of, of an undertaking that the Chairman has committed. Well, there was disciplinary process under underway there and I was informed when, when there was an actual action completed which was the suspension. Um, and you don't and think it would have been appropriate for you to have been informed that the chair had already requested the well, resignation she, she, of the DG? She, she, um, she expressed regret on that and, and apologised and, and I accepted that. And given the apology that you have received from the chairperson I assume that henceforth you would expect a greater level of openness? Uh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm, we're in regular engagement through 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 the the officials um and I, I, she will be meeting me with Kevin Backhurst this Friday well something has changed in the tone since yesterday evening because we got a statement from Minister Catherine Martin TD today that says 
I've spoken to the chair today and have received an outline of the board's position, particularly around the deeply unsatisfactory nature in which information is being provided by the executive. She informed me that the board has now written to the Deputy Director General and the incoming DG outlining that this is totally unacceptable and that it it has eroded their trust and confidence in the executive. She goes on to say, I'm bringing my meeting with the chair, the acting DG and the incoming DG forward to tomorrow. I intend to have the forensic accountant in place next week, given the urgency of the matters. And what's interesting is when you look at it, uh, what the minister is saying, and you also look at what the chair said to the committee, the chair said that her confidence had been eroded in senior management by virtue of the deeply unsatisfactory way in which information was emerging which would suggest that there is something that either the minister or the chair feels they are not being sufficiently made aware of. But we will see uh, as the days goes on what that turns out to be. In the meantime, a lot has emerged that people are focusing on. For instance, we've discovered that the RT uh, toy show, the musical, led to a loss of 2.2 million euro for RTE. And then we discovered some of RTE's expenditure on um, expenses. Now, some of the expenses you would say, look, if you're a large organisation, it is understandable that you might want to wine and dine clients, that you might want to, uh, you'd have hotel bills. Let's say you decided you were going to have an offsite meeting for senior management. You might use a conference centre. You might pay for lunch at that conference centre. You might do a client gig. For instance, you might take clients to Swan Lake at a cost of €3,000. Maybe you can justify that because those are the clients that pay you big money. You might say, well, look, we're going to take our clients to the Spice Girls because, again, they pay you big money. So when you spend €7,688 doing that, maybe you can justify it. But there's elements of this that I think are more difficult to justify. For instance, if you provide a chauffeur for one of Noel Kelly's senior staff at a cost of €874 to go to a Renault gig... That's probably a harder one to explain. And if you have €22,306 to build an event set for Renault, again, that's probably a trickier one to explain. Now, some of that explanation will come from uh, RTE, both of this committee, but some of it will come next week when Noel Kelly and Ryan Tuberty appear before the Media Committee and or the Public Accounts Committee because they have both jointly, through their solicitor, indicated that they are eager willing to attend, and also indicated that they have information that they feel could help the committee in its work. Now, this is intriguing given that Ryan Tuberty's first statement was that he couldn't shed any light on why RTE treated the payments as they did. And Noel Kelly's was to say that this was a matter solely to do with RTE's accounting treatment. But they now say that they have information that may be able to shed light on matters. Finan Sheehan is with us, Ireland editor of the Irish Independent. What do you think the committee will want to find out on top of what it has learned today, Finan? Just to be clear, I'm not here talking about the Special Criminal Court. We're talking about RTE here. <laughs> in case your listeners are getting confused here. Um, the, the, the difficulty now, as you say, at, at, at this point is the, the, the drip feed of information, the panicked manner in which stuff is, is coming out, the lack of clarity that is being applied to it. And you are at this point very deep into the, the, the controversy and probably the statement of Catherine Martin was reflective of her being spooked and other people in government being spooked last night by hearing there is more than one barter account uh, here, a whole lot of documentation being dropped first at nine and then at 11 o'clock uh, last night. 
a bit of a frenzy building up uh, around that about what was in there and then more coming out uh, this morning. So that that's probably what has poisoned the water uh, there in terms of, again, uh, government to RTE relationships and internally within RTE we're seeing that that as well. Then in terms of, of, of Ryan Toberty uh, appearing uh, next week, we are there are still overriding questions going on here uh, about how exactly this contract was put in place. For example, the, the former CFO, uh, Brido O'Keefe, gave a very detailed and forthright statement today about her experience and her involvement in in the in the 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 this teeing up of that contract, she said she left before it was it was finished off. But as far as she was concerned, RT was not going to underwrite that, was not going to guarantee payment for it if the commercial partner who were Renault uh, pulled out. That's where she left it. She couldn't explain then, obviously, why the 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 the, the situation uh, had changed uh, over the over the following month or so after she was she was gone. So those are the kind of things, I suppose, that if Ryan Tuberty and Noel Kelly were in there uh, today or indeed last week, they probably could have clarified a lot of these these matters at this stage. There's also been talk from the Oireachtas committees about compelability. Usually when people start about talking about compelling people, it does seem to focus the mind uh, that bit more. And you do find that people do tend to come forward and that, at that stage because they don't really want to go down that legalistic route. Now, Noel Kelly and Ryan Tuberty are going to have some difficult questions to answer. Prime amongst them, their level of knowledge in relation to this side deal. Because as you say, whatever about it being underwritten, the fact of the existence of a side deal in and of itself is a problem for a, a, a public service broadcaster. Now, both of them had indicated that they had very little knowledge of this in their earlier statements. Do you expect that they will walk that back? Oh, yeah. I mean, th- there's no question now at this point. In terms of the, s- the statements that came out last week uh, from RT, both from the board and the executive, in terms of the testimony before the two Oireachtas committee hearings last week and again today, there's no question about it now that that Noel Kelly uh, and therefore his client, Ryan Tuberty, must have been aware uh, of of the contents of this contract and therefore how it was going to be dealt with. So this notion that this was all an internal RTE accounting matter, nothing to do with us, and I don't know why we're at the middle of, the, of this controversy, and it's all very unfortunate, that that's kind of laughable. Now, uh, at, at this stage, it's, it's crystal clear from the, the, the three-way contract uh, and the, the Grant Thornton uh, report into, into this matter that there was a lot of intricate detail gone into here. What we were learning today as well was just how far back the contract negotiations were going. They were... They they were in the the, the, the second half of, of 2019 and there was a, a, a lot of talks and meetings going on there between Ryan Tuberty's representatives and RTE senior management. So th- I think that has been elaborated upon as well. The the, the three-way uh, agreement comes into into place there and that was with, with a view to the, the, the committee was, was hearing today to protect uh, the, the payments uh, to Ryan Tuberty. So, as all of that emerges, it, it does just add more and more credence to the notion that Noel Kelly and Ryan Tuberty 
had an had an awful lot more information than what they were uh, claiming uh, on day one of this controversy two weeks ago. You mentioned the Grant Thornton review. Now we know that the Grant Thornton review and these two um, third party reviews, uh, sorry, the two third party reviews are unlikely to finish for about six months. And we were uh, told, we've also found out today that during that period, Ryan Tuberty will not be on air. So there may be a six month interregnum when Ryan Tuberty is not on air. At the committee today, Adrian Lynch reversed his previous position and accepted that Ryan Tuberty was still contracted to RTE. So does that bring about the situation where RTE may now have to pay Ryan Tuberty to stay at home? Yeah, so I mean, legally, if, you're, if your contract runs out and, and we'll say the date of your contract goes up uh, on, until June the 30th, on July the 1st, if you're continuing on in a role, it, it's just that that contract rolls over. Uh, and as Adrian Lynch has explained previously, Ryan Tuberty has been paid the radio part uh, of that salary, while the TV part of it uh, ended once once he stopped uh, on the late late show at the end of May, the radio part is still being paid, and therefore, if if he is if he is off air, and also you'd have to say he's he's off air because he is the subject of controversy. He's not off air because he is, you know, he's not suspended. There isn't a disciplinary process going on here. There isn't a formal internal investigation that would have your HR department and so on and so forth involved. He's just off air at the behest of the management. So therefore, they're continuing to, to, to pay him. And as well as that, the, the negotiations on a new contract, which are to replace the contract that has, has now run its course, uh, are stalled uh, as well. So while he is, he's in that no contract limbo. He the the existing uh, and previous contract that was in place will continue on. Now th- th- that situation obviously changes if if RTE turn around and say, look, we know we no longer want to avail of your service, and they'll have to go through whatever is in the contractual obligations they ha- they have they have there, uh, or if there is if there is any other process put in place. But at the moment, as would be the case, you know, with, with, under regular employment law, he is he is available for work. Uh, his employers are in effect telling him they don't want to avail of his services at the moment. Finan, thank you for that analysis. That's Finan Sheen, the Ireland editor for the Irish Independent. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.